If I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanca. about today's stop on the tour. If you didn't know, I am a beauty and hair enthusiast. Fun fact, I binge watch videos of beauty and hair tutorials on YouTube on a regular basis, and I love supporting Black-owned beauty brands. But what I'm even more enthusiastic about are the Black women behind the brands that I And one of them just so happens to be Miss Jessie's. Founded by sisters Miko and TT Branch, Miss Jessie's products took the curly hair market by storm in 2004. And today I have the honor of taking center stage with Miko Branch, co-founder and CEO of Miss Jessie's, the beloved brand by naturalistas all over. But before I go any further, let me give her the proper introduction, aka her bio. Under the guidance of her African-American father, Miko Branch was raised to be an entrepreneur. Influenced by her Japanese mother and fascinated with her childhood beauty idols, Cher, Donna Summer, and Shaka Khan, Miko learned to appreciate and pay close attention to everything that was beautiful. As she grew, she merged her love of beauty with her entrepreneurial spirit. And in more than two decades, she opened the now famous Miss Jessie's Hair Salon together with her sister, Titi. Thereafter, circumstances and fate intervene and transform Miko from a successful stylist to a style innovator and tastemaker. Miko and TT revolutionized and revitalized the entire hair care market by being the first to develop organic and original groundbreaking hair products designed to enhance and enrich every type of texture curly hair for people of every ethnic background. They named the product line after their do-it-yourself and fiercely independent paternal grandmother, Miss Jessie. Over two decades later, Miko is the sole owner of Miss Jessie's, operates two salons, and educates women on business and entrepreneurship nationwide, why raising her son and running a beauty empire. Miko, you are exceptional. <laughs> Thank you, Lydia. Thank you so much. You, you are. I'm like reading this, and if it sounds like a lot, it is because it is. And I'm so excited to have you join us on the Get My Life Tour. And I heard this is your first podcast round. It's so good to be on your show. This is definitely a first. Beautiful. So you know what? Um, I'm, I wanted to make sure that, you know, your street cred was well known. Um, <laughs> and I am super excited because I was first introduced to Miss Jessie's when my sister actually went to Howard. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, I'm using curly pudding. And I was like, oh, did you make that? Like, what is curly mm -hmm. pudding? And she was like, no, I bought it. And she was like, it's it's pretty pricey. So I know it's going to work for my mm -hmm. hair. And I was like, really? And she said pretty pricey because we grew up less fortunate. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm investing. And I was like, okay, this is great. So she brought some home over the summer break and I was like, okay, well, let me try it. And so she applied, you know, the product to my hair and did a two strand twist. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I am in love. And it's so funny because we had been natural our entire lives. Really? We we're not allowed to have perms mm. at all. Mm. 
but your product most definitely changed the game for us. Oh my God. That makes me know that what we did, my sister Titi and I, what we did together was worth it. So thank you for using Miss Jessie's. Of course. So, you know, so many people are familiar with the success story of Miss Jessie's, but what's the story behind you following your heart? You know, so following my heart um, is very closely connected with uh, me following my passion, you know, in my family growing up, I, I got the feeling that, um, choosing a career in the beauty business wasn't especially, um, celebrated or wouldn't be celebrated. So I really had to step out, um, and, and gather the courage to be able to do the things that I truly loved. Uh, you see, Lydia, I was always good at doing hair growing up. I grew up in Queens, New York. And um, when it came time for me to choose a career after, you know, just dibble, dabbling a little bit of this and a little bit of that, um, I realized that I need to focus on something that I loved. So uh, thank God, you know, thank God for God-given talents because there would be yes. no Miss Jessie's or, you know, the wonderful partnership I had with my sister without the talent and contribution. That is beautiful. And, you know, at what point in your business journey did you realize that you were going to push past boundaries? You know, I've read the story of you being in your kitchen with your sister and being in your brownstone. But when did you have that light bulb moment that you were going to make a mark on this industry? Well, you know, it it was kind of a natural progression because my sister Titi and I had started together in business in 1996, uh, really a few years before we opened our first salon together um, in 1997. My sister was actually my rep. You know, Titi would call (laughs) every single person in New York and she wanted to know if they needed a hairstylist. And finally, yeah. And finally, it was Ashley Stewart who... um, They needed some hair work, and I worked for one week, and I made $8,000. So, yeah, that that became our seed money um, for our salon, and uh, we opened it, and we had success very early. But, you know, we ended up losing our business very early as Mm -hmm. well. And, you know, being able to push past, you know, um, the early challenges were – extremely challenging, particularly for me, because at the time I was pregnant and I knew I was going to be a single parent. So um, there was just a lot of um, pressure on me. And I really felt like I could not afford uh, to not try to win. So that was, you know, a combination of everything going on that put me in the position where, you know, I felt like I had nothing to lose but to just go for mine. And that's exactly what I did um, in the early, excuse me, in the late 1990s. You know, what you said is so profound and it's it's really chilling. And it really brings me to a chapter in your book, chapter six mm-hmm. in your book. Um, I am a proud owner of your book, Creating you. a Successful Business from Scratch Naturally um, by your by you and your sister TT Branch. And it it brings me to page 116. Um, it's one of my favorite quotes from the book. It says, turn crisis into opportunity. There's no better time to take a risk than when you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, during the time, uh, Titi and I, we had lost much of our clientele uh, that we gained in our first salon because we'd moved our business to the hood. You know, we mm. were our proud owners of a brownstone in the Bedford-Stuyvesant section of Brooklyn. But honestly, in 1999, 
Bed-Stuy was still known as the, as the hood. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were lucky if, you know, a handful of our clients followed us. And luckily, a small, a very small group did. And, you know, our mortgage was due. And we just really had to pay attention to the next opportunity, even though we didn't know what it was. Um, but the next opportunity actually came in the form of bath time with me and my son on the fourth floor of the brownstone. Um, as I gave him baths, um, it was very important for me to be in his life. Uh, so if you wanted to get mm-hmm. your hair done, you had to come to our brownstone. He splashed all around at bath time, Lydia. I could no longer maintain <laughs> my hair in a straight style. So I had to embrace what our hair does and water hits it. And ironically, right. that's what started the conversation, which, you know, very quickly became our opportunity. I love it. You know, we say the shrinkage is real. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Especially when that water hits, it's like, oh my gosh. Boy. You know, I thought I looked one way and now I just came out and we're having like this great Frederick Douglass moment. Mm-hmm. I love how you, you turned that into your business. Um, and I have to ask you, you know, you've been doing what you've been doing for a instrumental amount of time. Can you talk about what you learned in that process of, you know, getting your hair wet, starting an incredible business, losing your business, and then having to, you know, start all over again? So, like, the ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, I, I think many uh, would agree with me that it's never just one way. You know, you can never rely on the pace to be a steady pace, whether it's a steady bad pace or a steady good uh, uh, pace. It goes up up and down, and there's definitely hills and valleys. Um, That's certainly been the case for us, myself and my sister together, but also for me as an entrepreneur singularly. You know, Um, my journey as an entrepreneur continues, and, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world but it's certainly um, uncertain. I honestly got to tell you, you know, out of the many lessons learned, one of the things that I learned and that that is still true uh, to me is that business really, it makes you really square off with who you are personally. Mm. And, you know, a lot of us don't... um, we, we, we just can't fathom that the, the practice of business or be, being an entrepreneur would um, give you some aha moments with yourself personally. And I've seen it in myself and I've also seen it in my sister. And when I see other business people, I imagine that business really kind of deconstructs and exposes you for what you are and then also for what you're not. You know, I might have had this impression of myself that I'm one way, but, you know, you really get tested in many different ways in business and you really get a chance to see yourself in real time, react, respond, create, you know, do many things. And um, I'm sure it's hard for many people, including myself, to walk away feeling like we don't understand ourselves better after witnessing how we handle certain situations. That's really good. You know, this is called to get my life to where we talk about taking center stage in our lives and really showing up for ourselves. So, you know, my question to you is how has showing up for yourself helped you sustain your business, especially given the point you just made? Showing up for myself, I think, would be the mantra for uh, myself personally and then also for Miss Jessie's. You know, Miss Jessie's is an extension of who I am personally, what I'm made of, and it's also an extension of who Titi is. Uh, 
is because when I think of Titi, Titi's still here with me um, with, yes. in, in spirit. But uh, Miss Jessie's is a direct um, expression of who we are. Showing up for ourselves, um, the word that comes to mind would be courage and having the courage to be able to be your own boss and in being your own boss, you know, not only being around for the successes and the good times, but also being around when the failures come. And the failures, you know, um, many as, as, you know, they have been, they've come around to our doorstep. And just being able to, you know, again, have the courage to get back up, get back on the horse after failures, after heartbreak, after death, you know, after so many things. Yes. Um, you know, I, I get a chance to see myself carry myself in a particular way. And, you know, it hasn't been easy, but I can definitely say I'm proud of my efforts, you know, not really sure, you know, what the fruit will be, but I'm certainly proud of my efforts and the journey of how I'm handling things as they come. So that's what showing up means for, for me and my brand. That's absolutely beautiful. And I, I absolutely appreciate the way that you keep TT alive in spirit. You know, I've watched so many interviews with you and I, I've, I've been following you for a while now and I just love everything that you stand for. And I know that you wrote your book, Miss Jessie's Creating Successful Business from Scratch Naturally with TT. Mm-hmm. What was it like co-authoring that book with your sister? And how? what have you learned since becoming an author? I learned so much about myself because in telling your story or in telling my story, I really got a chance to replay my life. And um, before I'd really been acquainted with um, just going to a therapist, um, talking, hearing yourself talk out what happened, you know, the events that took place, I think is a very healing and a very necessary process for everyone. You know, luckily I got a chance to do it in the writing of my book, but I actually think that it's a, it's a wonderful process that everyone should experience because there's so many lessons tucked in when you just hear yourself replay things back. Mm-hmm. Early uh, in 2013, uh, my sister and I we, we we were in we were in the city, and my sister thought that our work wasn't done in our business. And at the time, we were so immersed in in products and coming out with new stuff. And I asked her, to, "Well, why do you think we're you know we're not good?" <laughs> and she said. <laughs> Well, you know, we're influencers, you know, in the areas of hair. We've we've witnessed, you know, primarily women embrace what God gave them naturally, you know, and mm-hmm. embrace their natural hair. And she thought that if we can influence people to make that move, which, you know, you know, for some of us is a very it's a very sensitive move. She thought that we could use that same influence to inspire others to be their own bosses and to become entrepreneurs. But, you know, she, like me, thought that, you know, many people don't learn um, uh, textbook style. You know, many people may be a better learner in color. So she thought that if we told our story and shared our story, that people would get it, they would be inspired, and then they would just go out and do it. So that was, you know, that was the wonderful, that was the concept of our book. But in the, the makings of our book, 
my sister and I experienced a lot of highs and lows, you know, some days mm -hmm. we were laughing, some days we were crying, some days we weren't getting along, but all throughout those, you know, the experience that we had together, they were real experiences. And, um, I'm just so happy that I had that, that opportunity to experience my sister in, you know, a holistic way in every single way. Um, whether she was my best friend, whether she was my sister, whether she was my big sister, whether she was my business partner, and even, you know, a co-parent to my son. So shout out to Titi. <laughs> yes, shout out to Titi. And, you know, I have to say that reading about you all sharing space, co-parenting, like you just mentioned, and even clothes mm -hmm. was such a beautiful experience for me. There are so many women who, you know, rely on sisterhood so heavily. But the way that you all were able to share with us in your book was so profound. I was, I was really touched. I was like, wow, these women have really gone through the fire to be successful. And I also have to say that you both were ahead of your time. You know, no one was really saying the word influencer in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing more of Black women who own beauty brands step up to the plate mm -hmm. entrepreneurially to educate and inform women. But that's now. The fact that you all were having that conversation in 2013, and I'm sure prior to that, it just shows why Miss Jessie's is the staple that it is. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And, you know, you are a boss. You're the CEO of your business. But I want to know, what work do you do on a daily basis to be the best CEO of your life? You know, I, I understand all of the hard work, all of the grit, all the sacrifices that were made in order for Miss Jessie's to be this beloved brand. Uh, it didn't happen overnight, you know, and my sister and I had to pave the way and, you know, in some cases, many cases, blaze out the trail for the um, others that came behind us. And, you know, that, that, that's a lot of wear and tear, you know, on the pioneers. And it's, it's a proud position that my sister and I are honored to hold. Um, but it's certainly, you know, it, 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 it chips away, you know, at, at the first um, mm -hmm. who were able to do it. But to be the best CEO with the training that I've had, I have this desire to keep the legacy going because so much was put into it. But then, you know, you know, um, as a, as a partner in business, um, that was one experience, which was robust, very interactive, but I'm also having another experience as a, a single person in business. And, you know, the book, truly does stop with me because uh, we're not, uh, we're, we still are privately owned. Uh, we don't have any investors. Um, so, you know, just being a, a CEO is just something that kind of has a line with my personality. And um, I'm taking on the responsibility and, and, and just owning the space of being uh, the boss as it relates to my company and it feels good. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm a grown-up now, a 100% grown <laughs> woman. And, um, you know, it's a lonely place because everyone, you know, can't relate to um, some of the decisions that have to be made. But I think at this point, I, I probably wouldn't trade my post or position uh, with anything, for anything, or with anyone because um, uh, this brand is just so personal and it just has, you know, my sister and myself written all over it. 
Yes. And you've done so much of the work. You know, people are listening to this podcast because they are on this journey to getting their lives and showing up for themselves. So I have to ask, what advice do you have for women and mothers who have the desire to start a business themselves? I think now that we live in the Internet age with so much information readily available, I encourage um, them to research it as much as they can. But I really do believe in the doing of it and that if you do it, there's so many lessons to be learned. And you might be surprised how successful you can be or will be if you just get it started, you know. And the other side Mm -hmm. of that, you know, being able to go out there and just do it is being able to embrace any failures. I guarantee you that when the failures come, whether how big or how small they are, they'll be memorable memorable because they're just so personal to the business building, you know, that you're embarking in. So, you know, the doing of it is something that I highly recommend. And it'll let you know if this is something that you want to continue doing. You know, being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. Although Titi and I, you know, we shared our story and I tell this story to inspire others. It's something that everyone should try. But if you try it and you don't like it, you know, it's okay. You know, there's something really wonderful about being able to go to work, get a paycheck and not worry about what happens after after 5 p.m., you know. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah. but uh, definitely go out and do it. I love it. I love the can-do attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, getting our lives is so important. I tell people my get my life story all the time. I was very unhappy in the workplace. And while I didn't leap to entrepreneurship, I let, you know, I leapt to um, getting the resources that I needed to practice, you know, holistic living, being well. So I was making sure I made my appointments, you know, with my doctor, with my physical therapist, with a chiropractor, because so many things showed up in me um, differently as far as stress mm-hmm. um, and getting our lives is so important. Can you speak about a moment where you felt like you had to get your life? life, quote unquote, and how you handled that? Yeah. So there's been many times in my life where I felt like I had to get my life. And um, they usually come in in the scarier moments, in in my moments, moments of panic, moments of uncertainty. And two moments come to mind. You know, when I first, you know, when I found that I was pregnant with my son, I knew that I wasn't going to be together with his dad. But just embarking on motherhood was extremely scary uh, for me. But I just had this wonderful and strong connection with my son, you know. So pushing through the fears in order to experience the joys, you know, or the challenge um, of being a mom was certainly something that stands out to me. And, you know, I felt like I had to really rise to the occasion. Honestly, there wouldn't be a Miss Jessie's had it not been, you know, for, you know, the maturing, the maturation process that happened, you know, internally. That was one thing. And then, you know, another period comes to mind, you know, when my sister uh, passed away, you know, really having to rise to the occasion and um, just stepping up to the plate, you know, that th- those are the two, um, two experiences that come to mind. 
Thank you so much for sharing and for your vulnerability and for being so transparent. It's most definitely something that I admire about you. You know, we read these headlines about things that happen in people's lives. um, And some people are so quick to label, you know, those situations. But your ability to speak so openly about events that have happened in your life um, is really admirable and it's also very inspiring to practice vulnerability. You know, um, if we were going to tell a story, uh, it was very deliberate for us to tell our real story. You know, um, I think you know when people think of Miss Jessie, they think of you know this uh, groundbreaking product and and all these wonderful things, which we're extremely proud of. But in telling our story, we thought that people should understand, you know, the other side of it, you know, the times when it didn't feel so pretty, the times when we were really um, exposed and scared, you know, kind of revealing that side of it um, in the same way that we, we um, present the, the, the glamour of it all. We thought that with that balance that people could really make an informed choice on what they wanted to do. So, you know, with that desire with the book, I've learned to really carry that out in you know other areas in my life, and I'm I find that when I approach things that way, it really just sets me free. Um, there's just being as honest as I can be. I love it. You know, we have this segment called the mic drop. You know, everyone loves the the gift of Barack Obama dropping the mic or that moment in Coming to America <laughs> where sexual chocolate like steps back and throws his arm open. Like, talk about doing it for the culture, mm-hmm. right? But what has been a mic drop moment for you in life that others can learn from? Oh, my God. A mic drop moment. I think the day that I realized that I don't have to make um, excuses or apologize for who I am. Um, and I think the day that I realize that I'm grown and whatever I do, whether it's good or whether it's bad, they're, they're my experiences and, um, I can share them, you know, or not share them. But I, I realize that, um, my judge is God and, uh, he lets me know what's what what are your next moves or how did you like you know the the moves that you made and what what can be learned from that like my interaction with him is really kind of anchoring me in the right way but you know like my maturation process didn't really come full circle until um I knew that God had my back so my mic drop moment uh was when I realized um and I'm sounding this out and, and feeling my way through this question my mic drop moment was when I realized that I don't have to worry about anything because whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's ugly, whether it's sad, God has my back, so I'm good. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God got you. And I have to ask, what advice do you have for women to help them practice show up for themselves in every area of their lives? I think uh, two, two words come to mind and self-love and having the confidence to um, make the decisions that you feel are best for you. I think that combination is a wonderful way to navigate through um, any waters, turbulent waters, uncertain waters. You know, I, I think 
those two, um, those two are killer for me. And I think any woman can succeed or even figure it out if she operates from a place of self-love and operates from a place of confidence, even when she doesn't know what to do. She knows that she's going to figure it out. I've said it once and I am going to say it again. You are exceptional, Miko. I am so glad that you decided to come on tour with us and take center stage. You dropped the mic. You dropped many gems and jewels. And you have shown up for yourself in ways unimaginable. Thank you so much for being here with us. It is my pleasure. And it's so funny. My dad used the word exceptional. And he used to tell my sister and I, that we were exceptional, even on the days that we didn't feel pretty, even on the days that we didn't feel great. My dad used to tell us that we were exceptional, even on the days that he was yelling at us, he would find a way (laughs) to tell us that we were exceptional. And, you know, I really have to tell you now that I'm a mother, you know, those words, words have a lot of weight. Words mean a lot. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, those loving words, those encouraging words from a very early age, it really does resonate and stick with you. And I really appreciate you telling me um, that you, 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 you think I'm exceptional. And the good news is that it's a word that I've aligned with um, way before I was told that by you um, or, or other people who have told me that. It's because I got it from home and then eventually I began to believe it myself. So that self-love is real important. And, you know, for all the mothers or for, you know, anyone, you know, out here, we just really want to spread love like that because I believe if we're feeling good, we, we can do good. You are so welcome. And you dropped the mic yet again. Like you just keep picking up the mic and dropping it. Because- uh, <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you. You are awesome. If you want to know more about Miko Branch and Miss Jessie's, all you have to do is go to MissJessies.com. And if you're interested in reading the book that I've read, Miss Jessie's Creating a Successful Business from Scratch Naturally by Miko and TT Branch, pick it up. It is on Amazon. It is online. And be sure to follow Miko Branch on social media and Miss Jessie's the brand. Miko, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> and I look forward to the world hearing from you. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. And I have to tell you, you are exceptional. And, you know, your example of, you know, your leadership and your own platform is really impressive. So I'm just honored and proud to uh, share this moment with you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm smiling ear to ear. You just made my heart smile as well. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.